going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. You have no idea what it means to have people to listen to your show. It's such a fantastic thing. But we can be honest and tell ourselves that, hey, it doesn't always work out for the best for everybody that tries this medium. But thanks for joining me, guys. I love doing this show. I love making this this type of content for you guys. And don't forget, you can help support the show, help it grow, and just support it in general by subscribing or following the show wherever you find shows on wherever you listen. It's that simple. Not following, but subscribing as well. You can follow me at Patrick Michael Comedy. You can follow me at I Think I'm Irish. All these things are great things. We thank you so much for... uh, Actually, I Think I'm Irish is not working anymore. So go over to uh, Bad Brain Comedy. That is where I am located on Twitter. But uh, nonetheless, we're here. And we're going to do it. And I'm excited about doing it because today's episode doesn't really feature the death of humans. Which is good. I mean, it is true crime, but it might be a little harder for you guys to deal with than just your average atypical true crime involving a person and another person or multiple people. This actually consists of animals. And I'm getting my information here for this episode strictly from a limited series now available on Netflix called Don't Fuck With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer. Now, I'm not only doing this episode because of this documentary. I'm doing it because I've heard about this before. I can't recall exactly where I first heard about this, but I definitely heard about this case. I heard about kittens being put to death in very inhumane ways. And I'm glad that, that it's, it's came to this point where there is a documentary series on such a large platform as Netflix and more people can hear about this because... Let's not forget, guys, it was only a few years ago that Facebook was having an issue with these these people that were abusing dogs. They were cutting the snouts, the, no, the nose portion off the snout of a dog. They'd cut the ears off. Just really vindictive things to these animals. And it was definitely a trend on Facebook. I remember running into it and feeling as upset as I could possibly feel. Like, hey, man, these guys need to be put to death type shit. That's fucking twisted. And, uh... A few of the photos I actually saw of the dogs was, you know, they're clearly helpless, but there was also pictures featuring the guys who were doing these things, so fingers crossed that they caught them, but let's not forget that this was a thing. This was a trending thing on Facebook. Everybody was talking about it. I feel like it was maybe two years ago. It was definitely before I started doing podcasts, but I, what the fuck, guys? What was that about? I don't know how the end, the results, I don't know what the results were. But I know that it was happening. And where I come from, the places that I used to live, the people that I used to be around, this kind of thing, hurting these animals, is most certainly a thing that I I was accustomed to. It's, It's still not awesome. It's fucking horrible. But the people that are in these photos that I saw on the internet hurting these dogs certainly look like people that could have lived in my trailer park. So if that draws a picture for you, if that helps you get a visual... You know, you know exactly what kind of people I'm talking about. You know exactly what kind of people they are. Hey, are you wearing camouflage pants all year round? Well, those are the guys. Hey, do you have a something that's very bright orange that you wear sometimes? Yeah, these are the guys. But this story here is about a fella who started filming videos, posting them online of vicious attacks on animals, specifically cats, specifically kittens, and we're going to dive into all of this. We're going to talk about it all in this episode, so bear with me. 
you're not into the whole, I mean, obviously it's not a good thing, but if you don't want to hear about the, if you don't want to hear about animals being hurt, feel free to bow out now. I thank you so much for at least giving it a shot. Uh, if you are into it and you want more information outside of the podcast, go watch the series, guys. There's three episodes. They run an hour apiece. So you're getting three hours of information that, he, unlike here, where you're probably going to get about 45 minutes to an hour. I'm going to condense it all, and uh, we'll go from there. Once again, thank you guys for uh, checking out the show. Let's do this. All right, guys. So how this actually starts, how this began is of course somebody's trying to garner attention online and they're doing horrific things somebody comes across it and it blows up now what it was that initially started all of this was a video it was posted online and there's a couple places outside of youtube that you can find just the most horrendous shit some of us know it some of us don't I can't tell you exactly what it's called, but there is a place that people can post pretty much anything, and they do. Well, whatever it was, these online sleuths, they end up being on this website, wherever it is, they find this video, and then it just gets reposted over and over. Facebook starts some groups for these people, talking about this, trying to figure out who he is. They all get together in these Facebook groups, and they start investigating, they start rewatching the video, looking for clues, trying to find out where this person is because you can definitely see a person in the video because they have to put the kittens into the bag and what happens is they just it's a vacuum sealed bag and that's what he does he sucks the air out of it with the kittens in there and they suffocate to death then he proceeds to play with them in a second video but what that does is it simply gives the sleuths more things to look at to help find this guy because Initially, they had found things like they were looking at like the wall socket, the size of the room, the blanket that the, the kittens were on, uh, the vacuum itself, many different things really diving into this. And just like the lady who's in the documentary, she's 100% correct about you can find a group <clears throat> on Facebook or anywhere else online that caters to your favorite shit. So if your favorite thing is, you know, lava lamps or something, right? There's probably a group for it somewhere, and you guys can discuss all things lava lamps. So they end up finding, like I said, this vacuum. They're, they put together this group. There's many different people in this group. And then this, this uh, you know, TV show, production company, whatever the fuck, called Rescue Inc., uh, they're known for searching for animals, helping animals that have been neglected or abused. And they're a bunch of big tattooed guys, so it's an adorable show, but also, like, hardcore. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, it's most definitely a gimmick, okay? That's why I look at it. Even if you love animals, still a gimmick. You're a bunch of big tattooed, you know, strong men rescuing the cutest little animals. It's a thing. It's most definitely a thing. But they get involved. They join the Facebook group. They start searching for this guy. Ultimately, they end up finding this page where this guy has a cat in a cage that he sets on fire. So, of course, that kind of seems like the guy. The first video, you know, sucking air out of the uh, vacuum-sealed bag, suffocating them, then he sets the cat on fire. So these two videos seem to correlate at least a little bit because of the torture of the cat. So they automatically jump to conclusion, well, we found the guy. Let's ask him what's up. 
let's say directly to him, hey, are you the guy? Are you the bad man? And they do that. They just say, what's up? What's going on? Are you the guy? And sure enough, he responds and he says, yeah, I kill cats. So outside of like maybe 10 or 12 people, everybody else on this thing believed that this was the guy. Now, after Rescue Inc. actually got involved in the group and they started to believe that this was the guy, many, 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 many more people joined the group. In the beginning, there was less than 100 people. Up to the point we are at now, there's thousands. Thousands. I'm sure the group is still running today and they're doing other sleuth-like activities. What a weird word, too. You can't just say, like, sneaky. I mean, they're not really detectives, right? Anyways, my point here is what happens is they find this guy. They think it's the guy. They all start berating him with just ruthless comments. You're going to die. You should be put to death. Cut yourself. You're going to be starring in your own torture video, etc., etc. And what ultimately ends up happening is the 10 or 12 people that didn't believe that this was the guy, they were right. This wasn't the guy. The guy who they initially thought was the bad man wasn't him. Not at all. Didn't even look like him. And you only get to see a small portion of the guy in the initial video. So it's weird that they would think it's this kind of chubby guy. And the worst part is, is the guy was dealing with depression and he starts being attacked online. I don't know, just like the lady said, Diana or whatever her name is, she says that there's... There's no fact that it was because of what was happening online to this guy who was pretending to be him. There's no proof that it was their fault that he ended up killing himself. But I'm sure it didn't help. Especially when the guy is already posting about how depression is killing him. I mean, adding insult to injury by having a bunch of people tell him how he should die. Like, what the fuck, man? I'm sure it had something to do with it. But continuing on, this is just episode one of this insane documentary series. Now, what's crazy is, I mean, of course, this whole thing is crazy, but it goes on. Now, this is how I remember it, because I don't know where I heard this story. I don't know where I heard about this, but I most certainly heard about it because there's definitely a snake involved. And uh, the name of the guy who they start to second, the second guy that they believe is the guy. Luca Magnata. I don't know where else I've heard about this guy before, but I most certainly remember the name. And then I saw his face. So now I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, shit. Is this the guy? But where do I know this from? Where do I know him from? Where do I know this particular case from? I wish I could remember. It most certainly helped this episode. But uh, bear with me, guys. We're going to do it. We're going to get through it. Uh, you know, this is a very fun and interesting type of episode for me. I hope you guys are bearing with me. And like I said, if you want more information, you want to dive into this deeper, feel free. Watch the damn documentary series. Do your own research. I mean, if you're coming here for fact, you're, you're out of your mind. This is more of a opinion type of, you know what I'm saying? I'm just relaying the information the best way that I think you guys can digest it from my show rather than watching this lady talk about it. I'll talk about it. And we'll get through it together a lot faster. So, like I said, a very, very fucking sad thing, like, to, 
obviously you're not going to see very many clips of the videos that contain the actual deaths of the cats but you do get to see portions of it and it's like i felt i felt the exact same way that the guy from rescue inc felt just watching the small portion in the beginning i'm thinking oh god i would love to jump through this fucking screen and just grab that guy what you doing bro what you doing I'm just going to stick these cats in this... No, you're not. Where'd you get the cats? Where'd you even get them? Give me the cat. But they was... No, give me the fucking cat. And then, you know, you'd stuff him in the vacuum sealed bag. <laughs> no, of course he wouldn't fit. But, like I said, this is all very crazy. The One of the craziest things for me is the fact that somebody lost their life simply being... I don't know, the initial culprit, I guess you'd say. But yet they didn't have anything to do with it. He didn't have anything to do with it, and he still took his life. Was he already going to take his life? I don't know. Did they definitely help? I would say so. So like I said, everything about this is very strange. Very weird, very sad. And this Luca Magnata being the suspect in the initial video, the initial first episode... You see that he's trying out to be like this model guy. He's very vain. He even says to the people within the casting area that, hey, people say I'm devastatingly good looking. Oh, what? You don't even look real, my guy. You don't look real. But it just shows because of his, his willingness to say something like this amongst people that could ultimately set you up for the rest of your life is so vain so obnoxious, obviously he's not going to make it. You have to humble yourself, kid. You really did. So because I don't know exactly if this is the guy, I, there's no conclusion yet. We got to keep going. We got to keep we got to keep checking it out to find out for sure if this is the guy because this is a weird twist. I mean. To be attention-seeking, that's the whole concept, is he was attention-seeking, that's why he posted the videos the way he did, and was doing the things that he did. He's just straight looking for attention. But then you see this Luca Magnata guy, and it's like, dude, you're, you've got attention. <clears throat> There's hundreds and hundreds of searches, hundreds of different, like, dummy accounts, fan accounts, etc. For this guy. And this face, this dude, needed so much more attention... He had to kill kittens. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. But he was trying to be the cover guy. Right? We all... Cover guy? What the fuck was he going to sell? Is there a cover guy line? What do they have? Because guys don't wear makeup, so... You going to sell t-shirts or something? What the fuck is cover guy? Now, this is really weird, and I just noticed it. I don't, I don't think they mentioned it at all. But uh, here's the thing, guys. This, this Luca Magnata apparently was posting pictures, a bunch of pictures, and to the average person, it looks like a real picture. But to somebody who does anything within the field of graphic design, graphic arts, uh, photo editing, anything like this, uh, it was pretty obvious. Um, photoshopped. <laughs> Most of them. Most of the pictures are photoshopped. There's a discoloration between the head and the body, or the body and the head. It's all very obvious to me. 
and so obvious so that this Luca guy had posted a photo saying, this is my wedding, I got married, and what have you. Now, I'm going to post this on Twitter. <clears throat> and what it is, excuse me, it's a photo of the wedding, and guess what? Guess what? It's the whitest kids you know. Do you guys remember that show? I think it was on MTV. It's like a sketch comedy show. Most of the guys haven't really done anything since Miss March. I mean, they have. I'm just joking. But uh, you get what I'm saying. It w it's a photo that clearly features the cast, most of the cast that you can see right now. And one of them is one of the most famous people in the damn show. I think his name is Zach Kregers. And uh, <laughs> he's right there. His face is right there. So anybody, this is why I actually do a podcast where I talk about movies, because this is the shit that I notice. I have this facial recognition ability that is absurd. It's absurd. I like it. I like it, but where am I storing all of this? Because I, sh I was literally just the other day looking at Trevor Moore, who is the, he was the mainstay, the head of the whitest kids you know. He was the long haired guy who also was in Miss March. And you can't see him in this picture, so I had, I had just assumed that it was his wedding. And then I finally found a photo where somebody else had also acknowledged that this is <laughs> a Photoshop photo of the whitest kids you know featuring this dude's head on the, br uh, the groom's head. So what the fuck? What's going on here? How is nobody else recognizing this? Nobody else sees that this is obviously... Famous people? It's obviously famous people there, guys. Can you not tell? I mean, out of all of them, Craigers should definitely be the most notable one. But I was looking at Trevor Moore the other day because he's got a new movie coming out, and I was that's how I found myself looking at the cast of The Whitest Kids You Know again. And then all of a sudden I'm watching this documentary today, and ta-da, there he is. What the fuck kind of connection is this? It's bizarre. Absolutely crazy. And then I don't think anybody else has noticed it outside of people that didn't make the documentary. If you made this documentary, you should have been like, oh, aren't those guys famous? Aren't they celebrities or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it's a little easier to fake a, a Photoshop if not famous faces. Duh. So what they end up doing with these photos, though, is they find out that you can actually, like, reverse the images in a sense to where you can post them and find out where they were posted from. So what they start doing is they start going through every photo simultaneously, trying to figure out, hey, will this photo give me a location? Is there information to this photo and an address, basically? A longitude and latitude type of situation. But it doesn't work for a while. Then it does they find out where one of the photos was taken. And they end up finding the photo, and what this one guy does, John Green, he figures out there's a gas station in the photo, and he just simply goes through and looks at all the different gas stations within Canada, within Toronto. And sure enough, he finds the apartment building where Luca was allegedly staying. Now let's go back a little bit, because... Some some rumors happened three years before all of these uh, videos with kittens 
or cats. And what it was is he was allegedly tied to uh, Karen Homoka, I believe, Karen Homoka. Homoka, definitely the last name. And she was part of this uh, Ken and Barbie killers or whatever it's called where they killing kids and he was allegedly dating Karen Homoka and he ends up doing like a, a interview with somebody about it obviously saying that no I didn't date this woman never have dated this woman I have no connection to this woman and also this dude's voice is creepy as shit he sounds scary it's called like a like it's almost foreign but it's not like a foreign accent it's just weird like he could be Russian but he's also not he also even looks kind of foreign but here we are, this deep into this uh, documentary series, and we're finding out that they are most certainly targeting this Luca Magnata, and they're trying to get a hold of him, trying to figure out if he's the guy. Of course, he says that he's not. He alleges that he's not. But as time goes on, they do finally find this address. They find the apartment. They call the police and tell them, hey, so-and-so videos. Of course, the police are like, oh, what videos? They end up going to uh, this apartment knocking on the door and the person inside says that yeah there was somebody here by the name of Luca Magnata but he has now taken off to Russia oddly enough that's kind of where they started was in Russia the first photos they saw they assumed that it was Russia the voices in the background sounded Russian so what happens is they end up basically going on a you know wild goose chase trying to find this guy in Russia it doesn't work out, but two new videos show up. Two new videos, and the first video to be posted was a video of a cat who was, uh, I think, saran wrapped. It looked like saran wrap, uh, saran wrapped to a, the end of a broom, uh, broom handle, and forcibly drowned. And then the second video that came out is the python video, the video of the cat being fed to the snake. Like, what the fucking fuck? This is hard to watch. Hard to talk about, even. Because talking about it, you're in a sense just reliving it, and here I am still watching it. And I have two more hours <laughs> of this damn thing. It's like, what are you supposed to think about this, man? What are you supposed to think? Because we do go crazy over people murdering people, but at the same time, it seems like people have more remorse or... Uh, adoration towards the animals rather than the humans I don't know why that is but I feel it myself and I think it's really just a, a helpless type of situation even though a lot of humans a lot of people have been helpless in their situation where they do get murdered or what have you and the difference is, is the cat doesn't even know what's going on the cat doesn't know what's happening I mean the video of the cat that's tied to the broomstick is you kind of see the emotion in the cat's face like he's just confused or she's confused like what the fuck's happening why am i on this broomstick why can't i move this is weird you can it's like panic in the cat's eyes but like i said you definitely don't see these videos all the way through and why would you want to secondly the fucking the snake video is crazy because he uh, he's just on the bed with the snake with the cat and somehow gets the damn snake to get the cat. But also, how do you get the snake? How do you get the snake to put it on the bed? Hide it under the pillows? I mean, isn't that scary? That would be scary to me. Oh, there's just a giant fucking snake on this bed? Awesome. 
Like, that's scary in itself. And instead, he's going to feed a fucking cat to it. But anyways, there's this guy named uh, Alex, and he gets he's a journalist from The Sun. He ends up getting contacted by another sock puppet account. Which those accounts are like, you know, fake accounts. They just have like a picture of a sunrise or something random and just a super obvious name, John Smith. Well, whoever this person was contacts Alex and says, hey, the guy you're looking for, this fella that you're looking for, he's, he's at, he's in London and he's at a hotel. I saw him. Here you go. So the journalist, the journalist obviously decides, let's go try and contact this guy, see what's up, why he's here, etc., etc. And I'm going to bring a tape, a tape recorder, and we're just going to tape him and see what he has to say. And sure enough, creepy voice shows up back again on the damn thing. And of course, he's he's not really giving him answers as to why he's there, why else people are sending him death threats. And you can kind of tell by the way he stumbles over some of the things that he's saying that because he wasn't, you can just tell he's caught off guard. Obviously caught off guard and he's just saying, he's just trying to get away from this guy as fast as he can. The first thing that he says to him is, you're not filming me, right? Now, at this point, we have a total of, what, four, three videos, and at the end of the one video, or not video, but one of the videos, a video that doesn't involve a cat being murdered is a video just inside of a casino. Just a guy walking around filming in a casino. It turns out it's the lady who's the main, you know, the focus point of this documentary who's doing the most talking and it's her job it's where she works then it continues on where somebody ends up posting again they post something in in the group saying something along the lines of the next video that you guys are going to see it's not just going to be me me killing cats i'm going to kill a person i'm going to kill a human and then John Green is asleep at home and he gets a message from Facebook from somebody saying, hey, I think this is your guy, Luca Magnata. Check it out. And sure enough, John checks it out. And no bullshit. He did say he was going to kill a person. And as far as that video is concerned, that's what he's doing. Killing a human on camera. So a janitor ends up finding a gray suitcase in the back alley somewhere he was supposed to be taking the garbage out at. He finds an old suitcase, and the old suitcase, it's really just like a luggage bag. It's not really a suitcase in my mind, what I pictured to be a suitcase. Certainly not something that could fit a body into it. And it ends up just being, excuse me guys, sorry about that. Uh, a guy ends up finding this, a janitor finds this suitcase, it's locked. And he felt that that was really suspicious, so he said, you know what? Let's open it. Let's see what's inside. Uh, the accents in this uh, <laughs> area, very annoying. I don't know what accent it is, but it most certainly doesn't sound good. But anyways, the guy finds the suitcase, opens it, and proceeds to call the police about 10.15 in the morning. 
they end up going over there they get the suitcase they put a tent up they look into the suitcase and it is just a male torso that has been punctured a bunch of times it's missing its arms its legs its head and the officer's first question is who could be who could do this and then i would feel like your second question is where's the head where's the arms and legs hello where's the rest of him it's like how desperate are people f- to fucking get likes anyways you're so desperate for likes that you kill things on camera what you doing what are you doing So they do end up opening this damn suitcase. Like I said, they find all this stuff in it. Uh, well, not all this stuff, just a torso. Which means that this guy really did kill a human. Not only did he kill all those animals, but he also did finally kill a human like he said he was going to. It's bullshit, man. It's fucking bullshit. It's like, if you were one of these amateur sleuths, you're one of these online people, you would be like, hey, man. What the fuck were we doing? How did we not get to this guy before this happened? What's going on? I'm sure after this took place, a lot of people were like, well, I'm out of here. I can't I can't deal with the fact that we didn't stop him before he took an actual life. But like I said at the top of the show, I wasn't even sure if this guy did kill anybody. If killing these animals led to a murder. And sure enough, it did. So, surprise. I mean, it's obvious that it seems like that was where it was going. But in your head, you're thinking, well, there's a chance that they're going to stop him before it actually happens. But sure enough, didn't stop him, did happen, and here we are. Now, behind the location where the suitcase was actually found, near the dumpster, there's 33 trash bags, you guys. Um, that's a lot. 33. You got to go through the bags. You got to go through all the bags. Now, in the video where this person is killed, there's a dog. You hear a dog bark, you see it on the camera, and everybody was very curious about what happened to the dog. The dog is found in the trash bags, as well as a wine bottle, a Casablanca poster, which is from the video. You can see it clear as day in the video, plus an invoice, uh, some receipts, uh, a check of some kind, his address, and license. It's like, dude, did you think you weren't going to get caught when you put all that stuff in the garbage and threw it away? What do you think? I mean, right next to a dead body? What? Uh, obviously, the dude's out of his fucking mind. Out of his mind to think that any of this works out. And as you can see, I am getting more and more frustrated the more we listen and watch this and record this. I am annoyed. Because it goes without saying... But it should be said, the police got to do a better job at listening to their citizens. Most people aren't crying wolf. Most people need you to do your fucking job. Nothing more. Nothing less. Just your job. Get these type of people off the streets before they kill people? It's absurd. Just because people are finding this information on the internet, they're not trustworthy? I mean, that's the best place, especially if their evidence is so strong, they're willing to come to you. 
Instead, now they have a dead body. Like, what the fuck? So still going through the trash, they end up finding the arms, the legs, a saw. They also find that there's cameras, both around the trash area, as well as the entrance. Now, it's after 2 in the morning where somebody is bringing down trash multiple times. Now, apparently that's suspicious. Apparently it's suspicious to take your trash, your trash out very early in the morning. Apparently it's suspicious, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like more people are staying up later these days. Not super weird, but it, it, this isn't the first time I've heard somebody say, Oh, he's taking his trash out late at night. That's strange. Why? Why? Maybe that's when I got the most cleaning done. You don't know. But this guy taking 20 trips is a little weird. Most certainly weird. And the guy in the, in the camera footage is similar to Luca. But oddly enough, the officers who find all this stuff, at least the, the lady officer, she ends up saying that her first theory was that the body was that of Luca Magnata. Now, how crazy of a twist would that be that Luca ends up being murdered? Like, what the fucking fuck would that... I mean, that's crazy. I mean, then it kind of says that he wasn't even the bad guy, but the bad guy took out that guy to make it look as if... I don't know, right? Very weird, very movie-like, and this is reality, so obviously let's not intertwine them too much. But, um, yeah, so they find all of this stuff. Most certainly figured they would, just because that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is fucking crazy, guys. This is absolutely crazy. I forgot what I was actually going to say here for this little section. But, uh, you know, that's life. It happens to the best of us. What I do know is, yeah, they found the arms. Yeah, they found the legs. But they did not find the hands, the toes, the head. What happened to that? And when they went into the apartment, apartment 208, the detective said that it smelled of chemicals. Obviously, he was cleaning. But they had needed a warrant to go back. They do eventually obtain this warrant because of the security cameras that find what looks to be Luca Magnata bringing in this younger Asian guy. who I mean, a littler Asian guy, I should say. And uh, he's a 33-year-old male by the name of Jun Lin. He goes upstairs with him and within like two hours, two and a half hours, maybe three hours... Magnata ends up returning to leave the building by himself, but this time he's wearing the shirt that Jun Lin was wearing when he came in with him. He goes and what looks like purchases some sort of probably plastic gloves, and as he comes back into the building, he looks at himself in the mirror and goes back upstairs, and he's, it seems as if he doesn't care. There's no issues whatsoever. He's feeling fine. The detectives also find that there's oxapam. Oxapam or something? Oazapam? I don't know. Some sort of weird sedative in the system of Jun Lin, as well as traces of it in the wine bottle that they found in the garbage. Now, because the woman, Deanna, she ended up leaving the group. She couldn't deal with it. After the person was killed, she thought like I thought, like, hey, did we not do enough? What happened here? How did this end up getting to the point of a person losing their life? So when she does come back, she decides, you know what, let's go back a little further. 
Let's go before the murder, before the actual murder tape came out, and let's look at what we can find there. And she does. She ends up finding some very intriguing stuff. She goes deep into the Craigslist uh, catalog. I don't even know what you call that. Craigslist shit to find the dog. She wants to figure out where this dog came from because it had to be a quick, you know, a quick purchase or a quick pickup for this dog because it was not involved in any of the other videos and it was dead. And because she's so deep into how Luca posts online, she was able to figure out which posts were actually his because of phrases that he says as well as his typing, the way that he puts together words. He typically spells, he always spells probably wrong. And that was a clear sign as well as the space, comma, space. He does that as well as saying sexy guy, hot guy, things like this. And uh, it's clear the guy's not very well educated. That's just what I'm getting so far. I mean, it's pretty obvious if he's killing cats, he's dumb. But here we are thinking about, you know, what what was the process? What was he what was he really going to do? He obviously had pure intentions to do this. He went online, got the dog. He said the same thing that somebody else had said in their group under a fake account that his family owned a pet store or something like this to better help somebody who is selling a dog or giving away a dog that they would be more you're obviously going to be more willing to give it to somebody who has experience within care of a pet right especially a dog so somebody believed him gave him the dog and the dog ends up dead like horrible and she decided to stay on craigslist and continue to search around and figure out if she could find a post from him looking for like a male companion and after a short amount of time she does she finds the post on Craigslist where, where Luca is uh, looking for somebody to come hang out with him. And it turns out that guy's June Lin, who doesn't ever come home again. But apparently in this video, in the video where he kills the guy, it continues on. He ends up in the bathtub just playing with the head. Like, what is happening here, guys? What's going on? Because this, I mean, to be a serial killer is most certainly different than this. Because serial killers typically just try to hide. Right? They're reclusive. They don't come out. They do their bidding at night. And they do everything they can to not get caught. It's like this dude got to a point where he wanted to get caught for the notoriety. He was only thinking of himself. Killing the cats feeding the cat to the snake, drowning the cat, posting random stuff within these groups because he knows that they're talking about him. This is just not your atypical killer by any means. Very, very scary character. And I'll be honest, I'm sorry if this wasn't super accurate here, but this portion of the episode that I'm doing for you guys, I'll let you know. Very late, very late at night, but also, I'm very deep into this documentary now, <laughs> to the point where it's like, I, I just want to watch it, I don't even want to talk about it, I just want to watch it, figure out the fucking ending, fingers crossed that he got caught, I also want to make note to you guys, to the audience, to everybody listening, or who, whoever happens to listen, 
This isn't typically this is not typically how I do the episodes. I just wanted to kill two birds with one stone, kind of. Uh, no pun intended, due to the fact we're talking about murder of uh, cats. But I did want to kind of knock two things out at once. Not only watch the documentary, but also give it to you guys in this form. So you can just understand what I'm talking about and how I feel about this. And just the general foundation of this case, kind of from beginning to end. There is details. Not a lot, but you guys can clearly check this documentary out on Netflix as well as the several other podcasts that have covered this case, I'm sure. But with that being said, one of the hardest things to deal with is listening to these Canadians or whatever. I don't know, these people with these accents, because I don't know what it is. It sounds like your your mouth doesn't work right. Clearly, clearly, I don't know, it's almost like that, uh, that lemur, the king, I don't know, whatever the guy's name is from Madagascar that Sasha Baron Cohen played. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it, yes. That's kind of what it sounds like. But I think they're just like French. And let's be honest, if there's any accent that's super gross and they call it the language of love, it's French. It's very harsh, as well as German. German is very gross. But to have a French accent and then speak English, it's just you sound kind of slow. I had also mentioned to you guys how the arms and legs were found but the feet and hands were not they were located but they were sent they were sent to different places in the country so somebody got to open a package with a severed foot in it and all of this is taking place and they still have not been able to catch the guy it got to the point of hey let's let's kill two cats by putting them in a vacuum bag let's kill another cat by drowning it let's kill another cat by uh what was it the python And still nothing was done. Then it was like, hey, I'm going to kill a person next. Be ready. And sure enough, what happens? He does kill a person, and they still have not caught him. That's frustrating. And I'm sure it's even more frustrating to the investigators, but imagine the people that got caught onto this early. Jun Lin could still be alive. Had they done anything about this when it was first reported? Hey, somebody's posting a video killing cats. Can we do something? No? Alright. The other thing is you have to wonder, how was he so able to evade the police? Because not only did they not catch him, but he was also able to get away. How did he have the funds to go to all these different countries, to go to all these different places? I mean, to travel five hours is nothing, but to be in Russia? To be in London? How did he do that? Another thing that you get to learn is the mother is crazy. Crazy. She says that the people online that are doing all this are stalkers and whatnot. It's like, hey, you you said, you asked the police when they showed up to your house, what are you here for? Oh, my son? What, because of the cat videos? So you know he's up to no fucking good, you idiot. Alright, so maybe mom isn't as crazy as we had assumed. Because it turns out that Luca had an obsession with film, like we said. American Psycho was an inspiration, Basic Instinct, he loved Humphrey Bogart, all these different old-timey actors as well as new. So they tried to make the connection between his obsession with movies as the reason for him doing these uh, crazy killings. Then you find out his mom tells him, well, his mom tells us, the viewer, that we're looking for the wrong person, 
The stalker's online, targeting the wrong guy, once again. But, as it turns out, Luca was the one committing these acts. But there was somebody manipulating the strings, as if he was some sort of a puppet. And they bring up this guy named Emmanuel Lopez. Manny Lopez. Now, it sounds, sounds like an atypical name, but who am I to say? What we do know is that because of Luca's obsession with movies, because he was bullied a lot as a kid, he would sit there and watch a bunch of movies, he decided he wanted to try and become an actor. And it didn't pay off for him. So then he decides to become an escort. And apparently the clientele that he was dealing with were growing increasingly abusive, doing bad things to him. Uh, he ended up going in and talking to this specific lawyer. He would send him a list of the things that Manny had made him do. And as it turns out, at the end of the Python video, where the cat is attacked by the Python, you see two pairs of hands. Two pairs of hands caressing the snake. And one of those hands definitely looks brownish, and it's got jewelry on the wrist and fingers. So the mother says, well, that's Manny. So here we are sitting in this situation where we're wondering, how was somebody so able to mani manipulate this guy to kill? And then you find out that he sent pictures to this lawyer as well, showing him that he's been abused. He's had electrical cords tied around his neck, his nose punched, he's been raped. All these different things that's happened to him. He was kidnapped from New York, taken to Miami. All these crazy things. And Manny is apparently in all of these videos. Like I said, I didn't watch the videos. I just know the clips from the documentary. But apparently, that's the second guy. Because if you recall from the first video where the cats get stuck in the vacuum bag, there's multiple voices. Not English language, though, so it sounds like it's just a voice recording put over the top of the video. So whoever's posting these things, it's not Luca, to the best of our knowledge. He might be the one committing these acts, but he's not the one putting them out there. And Manny is apparently doing this and has been doing this for a long time, making videos of it, getting a bunch of money for it because of all the views online. But he's using Luca as his killing machine if that's fair to say and the reason that Luca's not getting away from it or running is because in my mind what it sounds like is probably cartel probably something to do with the cartel but I don't know for sure it's 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 highly possible because of it being in Miami and I don't know it's just me speculating of course I don't know for sure But what we do know is Luca definitely committed these acts. Did he have somebody else, you know, manipulating the strings, pushing him to do these things? I don't know. Is it possible? Yeah, 100%. But then again, like you, like I said, you got to wonder, like, why wouldn't you just try to get away? If he's so good at evading, running away from the police, that, and then that also makes you wonder where the money was coming from because his mom did say he was making a bunch of money as an escort. Fine. But isn't it possible that the escort... Like, if Manny was manipulating him, he could easily give him money to get away from places? Stay in different hotels? I would think so, right? But also, if Manny doesn't have any liability of getting in trouble for this, why wouldn't he just let him go down? And Luca does get arrested, 
He ends up going to this bodega in Germany is what it seems. He goes there and he's using the internet. And while he's on the internet, the guy who runs the place is watching him because he's like, he's one of those guys that's obsessed with news and he watches the news every day and he heard about this story. And within seconds, the suspect is standing in front of him asking to use the internet. So he lets him. And while he's on the internet, the uh, the guy who runs the place goes up there and he sees him doing what he's doing. He wonders what he's doing and he sees that he's looking at his own mug shot on Interpol. So right there, it helped him say, oh, that's most definitely the guy. So he ends up standing outside of his little bodega area or gas station. I don't know, really even know what it is. Internet cafe? Sure. So he stands outside of the place until a cop drives by. And he waves him down. And it turns out the actual police vehicle that he does stop is a vehicle con containing eight different uniformed officers. Most of them are in training, yeah. But it doesn't mean that they have any less authority. And all of them go into this place. They arrest him, take him out, and it's, it's quite a scene for all the internet nerds, is what they were calling themselves, because they finally were able to say, okay, they did it. They got his ass. They got him, and they got him in such a dramatic fashion. Now, this gets even more crazy for the simple fact that there is a good chance that Manny is real. Because apparently Luca, during this interrogation, really, well, questioning, I guess you'd say, after he gets arrested, he's just sitting there, shivering. He doesn't want to see the picture of June Lin. He's, he asks for a cigarette. He asks for a sweater. Just anything to just delay the inevitable. And that is telling on this Manny fella who manipulated him. At least that's what we know right now. Because several, one of the lawyers that came in on the Magnata case ended up contacting other lawyers who had apparently heard from Luca that this Manny guy was had been abusing him for years before this ever took place. He was also filming this stuff years before the cat thing, years before the June Lin thing. Luca had been telling people, hey, uh, he's beating the hell out of me, abusing me, making me do these disgusting things. Somebody help. And all the lawyers that he contacted before, telling them about what Manny was doing, basically brushed it aside, didn't think it was a real person. But this new lawyer comes in after he's been arrested, and he's saying there's a good chance Manny was a real guy. So much like we kind of speculated, the mom was a little off her rocker. You know, believing in her baby boy that... Somebody was manipulating him. But you have to wonder, whose hands were the other hands in the end of that video? How'd he do that? How'd that happen? Nobody mentions that. But as you see, this whole thing was orchestrated behind on the foundation of, like, basic instinct. The movie Basic Instinct. The secret identities, the, the way that he killed... And then, even when he was being interrogated, the questioning, he lights up a cigarette much like Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. 
But in December 2014, Luca Magnato was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. So there you go. There's the end result, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, you want more information on this case, don't forget you can check it out yourself. Watch the documentary or so much more. My name is Patrick. Until next time.